1: To this week's Talking Cods Wallop I am Gemma
0: I am James
1: And there's no special guest this week
0: (laughs) So just the two of us Yep, if you're not happy you're stuck with us If you... Are happy? Stuck with us? Yay! And if you're happy and you know it, clap your pants. Clap your pants? Crap your pants. Oh, crap your pants. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm probably getting to that stage. Give it time. <laughs>
1: yeah. 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 I think we all are, so never mind. <laughs> You've got to do anything to just, like, you know, brighten up lockdown, really, haven't you?
0: crap... <laughs> If crapping yourself improves your lockdown, feel free to crap yourself.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, James, how have you been?
0: <laughs> you, you don't want to know. <laughs> Listen, to salty tadpoles. Whatever you want to hear, you do not want to know. Uh, I, I'm hitting a. All I'll say is I may sound rather chipper, but I'm hitting a bit of a dip at the moment. But hopefully I'll, I'll, uh, you know, soar like the eagle and get out of it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And just for the record, they're always salty tadpoles. Um, They're sometimes a tadpoles. They're always tadpoles of some variation, though. (laughs) They're never humans.
0: Yes, that is true. (laughs) Well, yeah, definitely not. None of our listener bases, what you would term, quote unquote, human or quote unquote, normal.
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, I want them to not be normal. (laughs) Neither of us are normal, James.
0: (laughs) Oh, good God. How very true. (laughs) Normal is a dot on the horizon when it comes to me. Yes. I don't know how I define normalcy. It ain't this man. (laughs) That's all I can say.
1: no. No, definitely not. I'm just thinking... um...
0: You're trying to think, how could you describe normal? (laughs)
1: No, I can't. I am surrounded myself by so much abnormal, I have no idea what normal is, so, you know.
0: (laughs) That's true. Yeah. That's true.
1: And that's how I want life to be, weird and abnormal. That's great. That's perfect for me. (laughs) So I'm just trying to think if I've had anything fun happen this week or anything like that but other than my body being able to heal a lot faster than a typical diabetic which is really good
0: so you're like a superhuman a mutant with powers i
1: am (laughs) yes yeah i like that i'm a mutant Hmm.
0: yes excellent (laughs) yeah back of the net
1: (laughs) so my sort of wound has healed up pretty well now still got a plaster on just as precaution um addressing sorry not a plaster but you know that's Mm -hmm. more of a comfort thing i think at this stage it's not really necessary so that's
0: good that is and it sounds strange to say that's good but it is good if it's healing up and less and if you're just using the plaster as a bit of a comfort thing yeah that is good that's a very good sign yeah
1: yeah, definitely. And my doggie came home this week as well. Oh. Yeah, cuz uh, Graham, my mum's boyfriend, he had to go back to his house for a bit mm-hmm. and took the dog with him. And oh gosh, I I thought that I'd lost my left arm, you know what I mean? It was just like, oh Where's my doggy?
0: <laughs> oh, dear. That's not, that's, well, it's nice to see that you like him and he's settled in okay. Yeah. Uh, and he's become like one of the family.
1: Yes. Yes, he definitely has. So that was good. But yeah, and to be honest, nothing really else has happened other than a few things that are my codswallops. Did you want to get into what load of codswallop first, James, or did
0: Ab- you... absolutely? No, no, go on. What was the other option? Yeah, I was going to mm-hmm. say,
1: or oh, there was another topic mm-hmm. because I know how much you like walking, so it's related to that. Yes. Did you want? Let's do that first. Actually, let's make a decision. Yes. yes. Right. So we all know how much you love walking, James.
0: Yes, I do.
1: How does a walk? stretching across Africa, Asia, and Europe, sound to you. It is a continuous walk.
0: Sort of sounds like it's going to kill me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I mean, you, know, you might as well go out with a bang, eh? Hey?
0: <laughs> well, that's true. I mean, I think it'd be more like, yeah, uh, bsh, collapse, <laughs> not a bang. Uh, but, you know, why not?
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, the world's largest walk is from Cape Town mm-hmm. in South Africa to Russia, and it the route, sorry, is 22,387 kilometres, which hypothetically stands to take 587 days to cover if you walked eight hours daily.
0: <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah, I think I'll give that a miss.
1: Yeah? You don't like walking that much. But it's actually... Well,
0: I'm clearly a posse (laughs) (laughs) I'll
1: give that a miss uh, that's what I thought that's what I thought (laughs) the crazy thing about this is that you would go through 17 countries if you walked it and you'd also go through six different time zones And you would also experience several different seasons and weathers as well, which is just insane. (laughs) That's mind-boggling, isn't it?
0: It is mind-boggling. It's it's on a a lower scale, a far more minuscule scale. I do consider the fact that still, it's when you think about how things can suddenly change over a period of time. And still, there's always a little part of me in the back of my mind that finds it amazing that you can hop on an airplane and only a few hours being in another country yeah I'm- you look at it and you actually think about it so say i go to germany and say an hour uh or thereabouts maybe a little more i can be in another country same day in such short space of time
1: it is so insane isn't it
0: it is so insane it is when you really look back at it and consider it it's quite an amazing thing really to think but when we take it very grand you know take it for granted probably will you know, it, it hammers home more, I guess, in the times of, you know, COVID because we can't really go anywhere or do anything. Yeah. So maybe it'll be seen as being a bit more important as time goes on. Who knows?
1: Who knows? Yeah. But yeah, you are right because it's like, well, I mean, be on a plane for 30 minutes and go to Ireland. I mean, that's technically yeah, yeah. a different country, isn't it?
0: It is. It yeah. is. So it is it's very true.
1: It is weird. And it is weird when you like go to sea you on know, longer flight and you wake up and you have to then change your clock. To a time that was, uh, you know, (laughs) mid-afternoon when it should be 11 o'clock at night or whatever
0: (laughs) Yep, when you've gone through, you know, different time zones entirely into really big different time zones Quite an amazing thing, yeah, quite an amazing thing
1: Yeah, there you go, this week's episode is brought to you by Time (laughs) Traveler
0: Yeah. yeah, kind of, yeah. So, Salty tadpole. if you're still here, you know, congratulations. I've not caused you to go into a coma with boredom. <laughs> <laughs>
1: not yet.
0: <laughs> G- give me give me some more time. I'll, k- I'll try my best.
1: <laughs> oh, dear. Well, you know, not all episodes are going to be fantastic. I mean, I'm always great, but... <laughs> That's
0: true.
1: <laughs> oh, well, in that case, then, so that you've chickened out on your long walk... So, Uh yeah, I think we Uh should get into some codswallops then, James. Have you got
0: any? Uh, No. (laughs) (laughs) What pissed me off? Other than the usual stuff, which is really, really slow drivers. Yeah. I have been racking my brains for things that have been codswallopy, but I cannot think of any really obvious ones off the top of my head, I'm afraid. There there probably was something, but... I can't think of it. So, uh, no. so unsurprisingly, Gemma, it's over to you. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, so again, you've let us down then, James. Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> Pretty much. But you think you'd be used to this by now?
1: Oh, I definitely am. I definitely am. There's no new surprises. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. That's the way we like it.
1: Well, to make up for James' lack of, I have three. Ooh. One of them is a follow-on, so you may know from that what I'm saying. And I've been holding on to this one since the last time we've recorded. So... You remember a little while ago that I received a horrible letter in the post about a parking fine? Bastards. Yeah, triple bastards now because they made me pay. I was not happy. I was just like fuming because they were like, there is not enough evidence to support your claims of buying a ticket. Because mm-hmm. I obviously couldn't send the ticket. So I had to pay the 60 quid. So. On a plus side, it hadn't gone up to hundred pounds; so it was still being under the appeal process. But still, that's true. It was sixty quid. Um, so that that car parking space that I only needed for half an hour, and I had to pay for an hour, cost me sixty-one pound.
0: <laughs> Absolutely shocking.
1: I know. Yeah, I was so pissed off when I got that letter in the post, but I also kind of half expected it as well.
0: That's the sad thing. It's not a shocker. But they're clearly just an absolute bunch of rogues and con artists.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, they're just out to get every penny that they can. Maybe
0: I should start my own parking firm.
1: (laughs) Be a good idea.
0: Buy a bit of land. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just clamp cars left, right, and centre.
1: Or you could go into business and you actually get a load of different park, you know, parking places and take them over, sort of thing. So think of a company and just go over and take over all the other companies.
0: Yep. Codswallop clamping. There you go.
1: Oh, I like it. I like it. But again, can I have a pass for this though, so that always, you know, like I can just beep it and I can always park for free.
0: I- I'll. I'll, I'll lull you into false sense of security and give you a pass for a few weeks. And oh, I see.
1: So you're <laughs> going to be like all the other bastards, then, are you, James? Friendship doesn't
0: mean nothing to you. <laughs> so, like your car's been towed and crushed. And you go, What have you done? I go, That 20 quid meant a lot to me, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I take my money very seriously. <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: what an asshole
0: <laughs> it'd be like Mr Burns wouldn't he, when he's getting the car messages yeah. you have so many minutes to move your car you have so many minutes to move your car you have so many minutes to move your cube <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't think I've seen that
0: one. Oh, it's, I think it's when Homer's working as an assistant. It's like so, he's really notes and he's going, "You have half an hour to move your car. You have half an hour before your car is turned into a cube." <laughs> and <then> it's <laughs> like Your car has been turned into a cube. The phone rings and ho- and Mr. Birdie's like, "Is it about my cube?" <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I definitely haven't seen that episode, so I need to uh, I need to look that one up. Hunt that one down. Yeah, I will do. Is it one of the sort of earlier ones or one of the later ones?
0: So it's reasonably early.
1: It's reasonably early. Yeah. Okay, I will hunt that out. So I've got a week off coming up. So you never know. <laughs> I might just waste it watching The Simpsons. We're not wasting it because The Simpsons are amazing. But
0: <laughs> well, exactly, yeah. and there's not exactly much you can do.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, it beats tidy in my room, doesn't it?
0: True, true.
1: <laughs> okay, so my second codswallop is that there is a woman every morning, and I mean every morning, well, not every morning, but Monday to Friday, who is taking her children on a school run. So every morning between 8 and 8.30, right. she's shouting at the top of her lungs down our road, which is already a quiet road, so it's like... <coughs> Every every noise booms. Oh my god, this woman's voice—it just goes right through you. It's horrible, horrible voice. And she, yeah, she's always like, "Oh, James, can you do such and such?" Oh, Joseph, no, like
0: that. So she has no parenting skills.
1: No, yeah, she definitely has no parenting skills. Yeah, it's just literally. I went out for a cigarette this morning because, like that was sort of the time that i tend to go out for a cigarette because i uh, start work at nine yeah she actually walked past and i sort of glared at her like i had my hood up so i don't know if she really saw me glaring and that but you know was still i knew i'd done it <laughs> Glared at her like just be more quiet
0: yeah Let lot of tires down
1: <laughs> oh, yeah i mean she was walking so i can't really do that <laughs>
0: Oh, right does she walk like does she run a kid she drive kids to school or walk them to school yeah
1: she's walking them to school so basically our ah. road it's quite common actually that a lot of parents walk our road because it's like off the main road so it's uh it's a safer one for them to walk along okay yeah which is obviously fair enough you know you've gotta you've got to think about your safety and safety of your children and whatnot but yeah just have a bit of common courtesy and consideration. That people might still be asleep
0: Yeah, I, no, it doesn't really fill you full of much hope for the the kids, does it, when they, they get older
1: No, exactly So, yeah, it's like a chav has born a chav, unfortunately
0: mm, <laughs> yeah. Not very good No Not very good
1: So, if I hear that woman's voice during my week off, I might go out there and just, I don't know, shout at her and go, Shut Shut
0: up! <laughs> the bad news is you probably will hear her voice booming, booming. So therefore, you'll have to make your decision on what you do.
1: (laughs) Well, on a plus side, my bedroom is the second one in. So it's like my mum's bedroom first at the front of the house, and then my room is right next door. Yep. You know, although I've got the windows and whatnot. The window is at the side of the house, so my wonderful view is of a brick wall. (laughs) And... Yes. And I love it. But you know, there we go. Again, weirdo. <laughs> so I I probably won't hear her as much, but oh my God, horrible woman. I don't like her. Don't like her at all. Don't even know her and I don't
0: like her. It was subtle. You dislike her. It was very subtle. <laughs> <laughs> I, had to, I had to read between the lines that you didn't like. I mean, it was tough. It was tough. I'm sure the salty tadpoles like, I'm on the fence. Does she like her or does she not like her? <laughs> mm.
1: Well, I can confirm, just so that I can make it obvious and definite. I fucking ate that bitch.
0: (laughs) (gasps) I I was just so unsure.
1: (laughs) Well, now you know.
0: (laughs) Harsh, harsh, harsh.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Again, so that kind of happened this morning as well, so it just reminded me. And my third and final cod swab is one that I'm actually struggling. It's sort of like a... It's a spot because I'm a bit annoyed by it, but also I'm really worried about it. Okay. Um, Which is, my manager said that probably sort of around August time, we're going to be returning back mm. to the office. Dang And yeah, I actually had to, I, I sent my manager an email today saying about how I felt about it really, because mm-hmm. I found this out on Tuesday this week. So, you know, over the last couple of days, I've really, really been worrying about it. And it's kind of like my anxiety has been through the roof about it, because not only is it like the COVID related stuff, like will we all be sat in the same place or will we be moved around so that we are still socially distanced or whatever. But it's also the fact that when I'm in the office, my nature is, well, first of all, I'm quite sensitive I know it's hard to believe mm-hmm. when I'm sort of larking around, but, you know, I am a real sensitive soul that I will pick up all, all atmospheres. Mm-hmm. Because it's an open planned office, majority of the time, it's like a negative atmosphere in there. Yeah. So throughout the day, I'm going more and more negative so i'm using up more energy trying to keep myself happy and others around me happy by lifting their spirits and being all jolly and you know office clown sort of thing you know like i I wrote this in the email sort of thing it's just that i don't want to have to deal with that after i've been working from home for so long Mm. i just want it to continue and i don't think it's gonna so i'm a little bit worried about it i'm a bit stressed out but you know and i just don't want to go back i love my job and i love the company i work for but I really don't want to go back to that office and
0: what's the has your manager got back to you at all
1: she has she gave me a call today and she said firstly please don't worry about it at the moment because it's not Mm-hmm. Um, it's not st- set in stone that it's definitely going to happen yet. Yeah. So she said, please don't worry about it until I need to worry about it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, she couldn't, she said, I can't at the moment answer your questions. Mm. You know, there was a few that I asked because, you know, they were obviously on my mind, but she said, what she has done is she sent it over to the HR manager who will look into it as well. And there was another thing that I wrote as well, just, sorry, remembering now, that my mental and physical health has been a lot better working from home. Like, I've hardly had any sick days since working from home because I'm not... Because my immune system's quite low. Mm -hmm. So I'm... If anyone walks in with a cold or whatever, I pretty much, a couple of days later, I'll have that cold. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's like not not fantastic it's not been um it wasn't great news so i wish you hadn't have told me to be honest
0: no i could understand it. i mean i think a lot of people are going to find this is a, a real problem they're going to face uh not only the fact that people people probably got used to the idea of working from home yeah. it'll be this complete change in the atmosphere and one thing that i'll be interested to see in general is will a lot of businesses actually properly open up, because I think you're going to find a lot of places where they work out, they don't have to keep sending people into into a place of work to do business. So maybe they'll find some middle ground for you, like maybe you can work certain days in the office and certain days from home. Yeah, maybe. Maybe it'll be a possibility.
1: Yeah, or just once a month they go into the office or whatever, you know, like if there's a meeting or whatever. Mm. But yeah, I mean... Yeah, I am, because to be honest, like I said that you know I love joking around and I love you know my sense of humor and whatnot and I you know like that for the most part is uh, me twenty four hours a day you know with this I knew that I had to be serious and I needed to express myself to her you know and I thought if I write (laughs) it in an email sometimes when I'm speaking it doesn't always come out straight away you know the way I mean Mm -hmm. it so when you write things down it usually comes out
0: right doesn't it It's true. It gives you some time to think about things. So
1: yeah, yeah, exactly. So I mean, obviously, it's not until August anyway. So I've got you know a bit of time to enjoy still working from home, and and next week I'm off anyway, so it's all good. But yeah, I am I am a little bit better now that I've had the conversation with her. Though good, yeah. and
0: I shall keep my fingers crossed that it pans out how it should do for you.
1: Yeah, definitely, and also just to sort of say, you know, because obviously, if there's any tadpoles out there that you like sort of they're thinking sitting there thinking oh well you know at least you didn't lose your job during the pandemic or anything like that you know like in regards to them people it's like i'm i am sorry that you have lost your job you know and i'm not complaining that i've got a job that i have to go into the office for or whatever it's more it's more my concerns around it rather than
0: yeah
1: (laughs) yeah actually physically going into the office is my concern rather than anything else
0: Oh, I shall keep my fingers and toes and eyes and everything crossed to the max.
1: Okay, brilliant. Well, that's going to be a weird couple of months for you to sort of walk around. and uh,
0: It'll make driving interesting.
1: It will, actually, won't it? Like you'll see two cars yeah. rather than one car.
0: <laughs> Bouncing off walls. That sort of thing.
1: Yeah, exactly. Is that a person or is that a pillar? <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah, that's my cods wallops this week. So, yes, some frustrating, that stupid bitch, and uh, return to work. So, there we go.
0: Double thumbs up.
1: <laughs> yeah, triple thumbs. <laughs> you know, I had the COVID uh, vaccine. I've got a third thumb now. Did you know that?
0: No, it's that's beautiful. Yeah, yeah you'll be the envy of hitchhikers across the world.
1: I know it's like really big as well, so like people can see it from anywhere. <laughs> China,
0: sweet, <laughs> sweet.
1: Yeah. Other. <laughs> Strange thing that happened this week Okay Or last week, sorry Was, and I kind of alluded to it already Via message to you mm. Was that there was a bit of a Zoom moment Which, you didn't understand what I was talking about, did you? When I said that
0: Well, I, I, I kind of did in the fact that I'd heard Soon mentioned on TSD. Yeah, but I'm going to be honest; I don't actually know what it is.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. So... Well, it's, no, it's just what they say at the end of their paranormal episodes. Ah, yeah. Okay. So I wasn't, I wasn't sure if you realised that or not, so that's why I didn't. Um, nope. I would have, I would <laughs> nope. have told you off, Mike. Then sorry, <laughs> but anyway. So, All right. Yeah, I think it was last Saturday. So, just everybody we're kind of doing this podcast early so if you think it's last saturday it wasn't it was about three weeks ago <laughs> we are having a little break but we wanted to leave you with some content i was sat in my car and i was just you know just parked up normal and about ready to sort of drive off and whatnot all of a sudden there was this massive bang and the car shook And I thought, yeah, I thought it felt as though almost like, because there was a car that was sort of directly behind me, it was almost like that car had, you know, instead of reversing to get out of the space, they'd driven forward and driven into the back of me, you know. It was really, really loud, and it was really, really, you know, it really, really shook the car, and I was just like, but then... Mm. When I looked, there was nothing. No one was, um no one was around. But then there was also other people sort of looking as well. So I was like, "Oh, that was a bit weird." You know, just thought nothing of it. Got home, and my mum goes to me, "Did you hear that loud bang about twenty minutes ago?" And the, you know, like the ground shook. So I was like, "Yeah, I did." But you know, again, I didn't put anything to. It. I was just like, "Well, maybe," um, because. W- where we are it's kind of like overlooking or in the far far distance you can kind of see like the harbour kind of thing so it's got not harbour sorry it's kind of the sea but it's more inland sea if that makes sense Mm -hmm. where we we've got like a couple of like cranes and things like that that are you know they're doing work so just kind of put it down to that Mm -hmm. but then she went on to say that She had gone to Facebook and she'd seen loads of posts about it. The fact that, you know, loads of people had heard it. And turns out from Portland, which is uh, about 15 minute drive away from where I live, Mm -hmm. to parts of Devon. So it covered like two counties basically, or the below parts of the counties anyway. Everybody heard this loud bang. At the exact same time. Wow. Yeah. It was kind of like it was a bit creepy at first. And we, everyone was trying to work out what it was. There was speculation that it could have been the Air Force, mm-hmm. uh, trying out a plane sort of thing, which is that article that I sent to you originally.
0: Yeah. Even when I took the piss and said they're not used to plane drowned. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So basically it was like a sonic boom type thing, which had happened. Mm-hmm. So, so that was you know, what we thought it was. Other people were thinking it's like an earthquake because, again, it was, you know, really shook the ground. And then mm. other people were, you know, just saying it was aliens and whatnot. Yeah, they were crazy people as well. Turns out the alien people weren't that crazy.
0: That would be a first.
1: <laughs> yeah, for once they weren't that crazy. Well, they were closest to the solution anyway. Mm. Because it actually turned out that a massive meteorite had come down and obviously had, dispersed slightly, but it landed basically near Bristol.
0: Ooh. Yeah. All right there?
1: All right there? Yeah. <laughs> ooh are. <laughs> <laughs> right there my lover i thought it were a pig on roof <laughs> <laughs> but no it's just insane because it's like yes yeah, so this meteorite as uh it landed to earth in the uh, south coast of england it's just the the fact it really mind boggles and baffles me the fact that every person well not every
0: person obviously some people
1: didn't hear it at all but that everybody who did hear it all heard it exactly the same time
0: that is quite amazing and it also makes you wonder that if something larger hit yeah what would happen how bad would the outcome be though because if something like that just creates a bit of a shake and you know loud noise something larger yeah wow really would be something.
1: Yeah. Well, like I said, we I was in my car, handbrake on because I was parked, and it jolted my car enough for it to feel as though the car behind me had driven into me,
0: which is quite shocking. Yeah. Isn't it? I mean, it's yeah, that is quite shocking and telling. Yeah. But I'm glad people are I'm assuming there were no terrible fallout from this. Nobody's been hurt or anything.
1: Not that I've seen on the news or anything like that. So, um I think, you know, it'd be quite a big news story if it was the case, but they did say that if you do see any little black rocks anywhere, mm. that's probably the meteorite. But my mum after after my um, sorry, my mum found this out afterwards after she'd been to the beach with her fella and they were throwing stones into the water and they were all black.
0: Mm.
1: <laughs> and I was like, "Yes, oh, mom, mum, we could have been millionaires." <laughs> <laughs> <God> damn it!
0: <laughs> well, you know, yeah, do things happen?
1: Yeah, so there you go. So Jurassic Coast meets the meteorites. <laughs>
0: mm, it's something. Yeah, it's certainly something.
1: It still blows my mind, though. That you know, just more the fact that people heard it exactly the same time. Yeah. Yeah.
0: No, it is. I, I totally understand what you mean because it is quite a thing to think the the impact this has had. Yeah. On just so, on so many people in such a short space of time as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It was funny, though, because I put it out on Facebook. I said, uh, you know, something along the lines of, did anyone hear that big bang about 20 minutes ago? Any ideas what it was kind of thing? And Jamie Westwood was my first response.
0: <laughs> I God, love bless it. him. Go on, what did he say? <laughs> he
1: said, I'm sorry I fell over.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I absolutely roared.
0: <laughs> I like it. That's good. That's a good one. Yeah. Good, good man, Jamie. Good man. Yeah. Thumbs up. <laughs> uh, wait, hang on. When he said he fell over, flagranto with the bike again.
1: <laughs> might be, might be with the bike again. He does <laughs> like that thing up his arse. It seems.
0: <laughs> hey Jamie, whatever makes you happy, pal. Yeah. Whatever works for you.
1: Yes, exactly. If you like a bike up your bum, you carry on, mate. Twenty twenty one. Do whatever you like. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: And uh, yeah, and my youngest niece who turned twenty just recently which uh scares me a little bit that i've got a niece that's that old um not that she's old you know 20 is not old but you know what i mean it's i'm still young for to have a 20 year old but
0: good you, you, you dug your way out of that well i like it
1: i did i, did. I don't think she listens <laughs> so it's all good but uh <laughs> but um yeah she she turned around to me and she goes oh um it's uh something to do with a sonic boom i had to google it it had nothing to do with sonic the hedgehog
0: <laughs> i'm impressed that she knows who sonic the hedgehog is
1: <laughs> well yeah yeah that's a good point but it's probably uh my brother who's uh introduced ah, that to her yeah schooled
0: her yeah. yeah schooled her in the ways of the hedgehog
1: i'd like to hope so i'd like to hope so no sonic the hedgehog when when was he
0: last about god knows they made some film didn't they a year or two ago well, I assume it's a year or two ago. I can't remember anything anymore. And I was listening to something on the radio. and It's not a program I really watch, but Mastermind yeah, TV program. They're saying, yes, John Humphreys is leaving. And I only thought he'd been on it a few years. He'd been on the show for 18 years as host. <laughs> and I was like, oh, wow. what? <laughs> I'd only been on like four years or something. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, oh wow. dear. Oh, dear.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely <laughs> We've had a bit of sad news this week as well, haven't we? We have
0: uh, That George Segal had died Who is, well, for for most people He's probably now known for playing uh, the grandfather, Pops Yeah On the Goldbergs But the first thing I ever knew him from, ever was, uh Look Who's Talking What was he in that then? He was, the kid's dad He had an affair with Kirsty uh, Alley's character uh, and he, he you know they, they had uh, mikey oh. in the kid which it was his son oh. that's the first thing i ever knew him from
1: oh yeah yeah because i yeah definitely um didn't put two and two together because like you said i i know him from the goldbergs if i looked into his history of films and tv programs and whatnot i'd probably know him from a lot more than that to be honest but yeah it was a big big shock because it's just like Oh, you know, it's like, how are we going to carry on with the Goldbergs without him?
0: Well, I suspect they'll hit it with like a dose of reality of maybe discussing, because Pops, you know, that in reality had dementia and things and he was not well. So I suspect they'll probably maybe bring in some sort of reality to it. I'll be interested to see, yeah, what they do with it. I've seen a few things that Bevy Goldberg's put on Twitter and I occasionally communicate with her so I'll see if she can tell me what the crack is. Just breaking some very other very sad news that popped up just a few moments ago on Facebook. The actress Jessica Walter, know, uh, anybody watches Arrested Development, she played the mother of. Yeah, the incredibly clay, crazy blue family has just passed away at 80. Aww. And she was just, yeah, I really liked her as an actress. She was brilliant. Uh, she was also in Play Misty for Me, which yeah, Clint Eastwood film that I love. Very messed up, but a brilliant film. But yeah. People are dropping like flies, but I guess the reality is 80 isn't bad innings, 87 is very good innings, but we always want our heroes to live forever, which is the sad reality, isn't it?
1: I think that's it, isn't it? You've summed it up definitely there. I suppose in a way, though, that, I mean, obviously, they're, never, they're not going to be alive alive, but they will live mm. on in mm-hmm. TV programmes and film and music for the musician ones and stuff like that. So at least... In some ways, you can, you know, like if a celebrity dies, it's sad, but you've got Hmm. a lot of back catalogue that you can sort of refer back to. So you, you know, can see them at any point. It's kind of like if it was a, if it was a loved one, yes, okay, you've got photos and potential videos or whatever. If you've got them, you do feel like. That person's missing out of your life a lot more than, you know, like a celebrity icon kind of thing. Mm. It's still sad, though. Still very sad. And yeah, it is. I liked her in Arrested Development as well.
0: But going back to George Seagal, Se- Seagal, sorry, Seagal, having surname, my on pronouns his saying, my favourite story about him is nothing to do with anything I knew about him, but it is the impact he had on Kevin Smith and Kevin Smith's family. Mm-hmm. Have you heard this story? I haven't, no. So Kevin Smith was invited to give the speech at George uh, Siegel's Walk of Fame, unveiling for his star. Okay. And he said, you know, I wanted I wanted other comedians, but, you know, they died. <laughs> so I, I decided <laughs> to, to, to take you. <laughs> and, <laughs> and Kevin Smith's very interesting story links not so much into... The acting As you would think On George Segal But the fact that George Segal Was really Really liked By Kevin's mother Okay He, he commented on the fact That when he, they were kids His parents had been out To the cinema And they came back And he could hear They were, they were, you know, they were in a bad mood, And they were arguing mm. And he, he was a bit shocked And he went And listened to the Because I think They were off Into the bedroom And were arguing And he listened at the door And he heard his dad going Well Grace If you like George Segal So much Why don't you go And fuck him <laughs> <laughs> and, there was, <laughs> and there was, like, there was a film that came out called Rollercoaster that Kevin wanted to really see that had George Siegel in, which I now really want to see myself, Yeah, but I kept forgetting to look for it. But now that he's passed, I'll have a look for it. It sounds a strange idea, a film about a man who's a rollercoaster inspector and all this weird stuff that goes on with it. But, like, you know... <laughs> His dad was obviously so, like, hurt by this and the love of George Siegel that he, wouldn't, he initially wouldn't let him go and see the film. <laughs> Bless him.
1: <laughs> Is he related to the other Segal man? No,
0: no. no. Okay. I do not believe so. But the, years later on, Kevin was working on something that George Segal was on. So, no, he was talking, so he went back and he was sort of saying... There was some comment about George Segal, and uh, his father says, you know, Grace, isn't funny anymore. He worked in the industry, could bring the guy home. (laughs) (laughs) The unveiling of the star, his comment was, how good an actor must you be if you can haunt a 30-year marriage?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Did she ever get to meet him, I wonder? I can't
0: remember if she did. You would really hope so. You would really hope. Grace for got to have met him. Or at least had some connection because obviously you worked with him when he directed the Goldbergs. Yeah. And he directed some bloody brilliant episodes of the Goldbergs, some of my favourite ones. So yeah, I would I would hope that'd be the case.
1: Yeah, fingers crossed. Yeah. Well, what from, a guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Big bucket of wind as Kevin Smith. Wind. <laughs> Big bucket yeah. of win, as Kevin Smith would say.
0: Yes. <laughs> well, you know. Thinking a roller of the film, yeah. you know, Bucket Wind could be right, but yeah, yeah. And I, ju- I mean, I used to also love watching him in a program called Just Shoot Me, right? Where he was like a magazine editor. You know, it was on. You know, I think like the early two thousands. It was pretty good, mm-hmm. but yes, yeah, so he's always been a good, uh, good comedic actor. And I'm not. I'm sure Salty Tubbles or somebody will be able to correct me. I think he might be an Oscar winner. Okay. I think I'm not hundred percent, but I'm. He's def- I'm sure he's an award winner. Of some sorts. He was he was very good at what he did. So I take my hat off to both George Seagal and Jessica Walter, wishing them well. Thanking them for every, all the wonderful things they've done and wishing them the, the, the peace in the uh in, in the afterlife, if you believe in that sort of thing. Yeah. So I shall wish them all the best and thank them for their body of work they've left us.
1: I don't think you could say that any any worse or any better. <laughs> Because you did butcher it a little bit.
0: Pat pat me on the head. He's gone mad.
1: (laughs) But he's trying. So that's the thing. He's trying.
0: That's true. Very, very true.
1: (laughs) So, James, do you think we should get into some stories of the week and kind of, might be a little bit of a shorter episode this week, but still, it's uh, been a fun one, I believe. We've cheered James up even just slightly.
0: (laughs) It is. We can make some history and that'll make sense when it comes to my next story.
1: (laughs) Did you want to go first then or shall I go first?
0: Uh, I'll let you go first because I'm intrigued to hear yours.
1: Okay, no problem. So I've been sitting on this one for a little while, so hopefully it is a good one. Lucky woman finds a lump of whale vomit worth £185,000. While walking along the beach, this lady stumbled upon the unusual mass in uh, Thailand. <laughs> I was going to say the place, but then I changed my mind. <laughs> and decided mm-hmm. she would drag it back to her home half a kilometer away before realizing it was valuable. Mm. Yeah. Now, this is from the mirror, so we are likely to repeat ourselves here. A lucky woman found a huge lump, believed to be expensive whale vomit, washed up near her beach house Nice Yeah, nice (laughs) That's what you want to see, isn't it? Vomit of any form (laughs) Mm. (laughs) She was walking along the beach after a rainstorm when she noticed a strange mass (laughs) in a place in Thailand on the 23rd of February she walked up closer to the substance to have a look and found it had a fishy smell. Thinking it could be something she could sell, the 49-year-old dragged it back to her house, which was about 500 metres away from the beach. Is that quite far?
0: That's pretty far, yeah. That's, yeah. that's a reasonable distance.
1: I suppose if you're dragging something as well, any, any distance is pretty far, isn't it? So. This is true. The oval-shaped lump weighed seven kilos, And was about twelve inches wide by twenty-four inches long. Based on previous cells, the weight would give the vomit also known as Amber Ambergis? Ambergris A M B E R G R I S. I think it's Ambergris.
0: Sounds about right, yeah?
1: Yeah, that'll do. Basically, also known as well vomit. Mm. <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> An estimated value of around 186.5
0: thousand pounds. So
1: that's a pretty good find, isn't it?
0: It's pretty good. What do they do with it, though?
1: Um, mm, Let's see if we find out.
0: I'm all for the idea... I can see somebody somewhere will get a use of it, but I'm intrigued what it could be.
1: Yeah. Hmm. I'm not sure. did scroll on to see if I could work it out, but the lady said... If I really have the genuine ambergris, I can help my community once I find a buyer for it. Obviously with the money. I feel lucky to have found such a large piece. I hope it will bring me money. I'm keeping it safe in my house and I have local... um I asked the local council to visit to check it. The woman asked her neighbours... For help identifying the object and was shocked when some of them told her that it could be the rare substance to further check whether the lump was actually ambergris which again everyone if I'm saying that wrong you know correct me but today it is that <laughs> it held a naked flame to some of the parts of it which caused it to melt, which you wouldn't want to do, would you? Because it'd be like your money, you know. That could have been the uh, the other half of a thousand, couldn't it?
0: <laughs> I also envisioned stench of our money, so...
1: Well, yeah. <laughs> it then hardened again after it cooled down. The waxy lump also had a fishy smell, another indication, according to neighbours, that she had found a genuine piece of ambergris by the way every time i'm going and saying she is because it's saying her name but i'm pretty sure i can't pronounce it so i'm just going with she (laughs) now this one is actually a she (laughs) Mm -hmm. she is now waiting for experts to visit her house to confirm that the lump is the whale vomit (laughs) which has been valued for its use in perfumes for years, So there you go, it's used for perfumes
0: Ah, okay
1: Ambergris is produced by sperm whales I knew that sperm would be involved somewhere
0: <laughs> <laughs> Usually is, let's be honest
1: Yeah <laughs> Ambergris Ambergris God, I sounded really dorset then, didn't I? <laughs> ambergris is produced by sperm whales When bile ducts in the gastrointestinal tract make uh, secretions to ease the passage of large or sharp objects the whale then vomits the mucus which solidifies and floats on the surface of the ocean mm, sounds very appetizing
0: that's the end of the story so uh <laughs> well i mean it's educational can't so we've not been educational for this episode salty tab bulls you know whale vomit
1: <laughs> yeah right you tell your story and i'm gonna i will update you as to what the product you know what
0: well, the amb- well puke is used for
1: yes exactly
0: my story is in is a uh, slightly less uh i was gonna say moist so, oh, so
1: but no it's not moist because that was
0: hard so <laughs> almost then yeah so A teenage girl was horrified to discover a venomous snake had inside her asthma inhaler. No surprising what country this is. The teen was bringing a hair washing yesterday at a home in Bly Bly, Queensland, Australia, when she spotted a red-bellied black snake slither out of the clothes she'd just brought inside. She wasn't ex- sure exactly where it had ended up until she noticed it curled up inside the open of open top of her blue inhaler. Be, yeah. Fortunately, the girl called a team of snake catchers, who managed to safely capture a reptile and rehome it. Red bellied snakes are frequently found on Australia's east coast and are responsible for a number of bites every year. No human deaths have ever been recorded, but their venom can cause serious symptoms including bleeding, vomiting, abdominal pain, headaches, diarrhea, and muscle weakness or pain. Oh God, that's horrible, isn't it? It is. After the discovery yesterday, Sunshine Coast Snake Catchers wrote on Facebook, You would not believe this. This is crazy, and we're super lucky we're able to find this snake. Team member Stuart McKenzie told Nine News, it's one of the most incredible places we've ever found a snake before. I couldn't imagine what it would be like picking it up and discovering it there. Uh, I think I can. terrify." Yeah,
1: <laughs> I'd see the colour of fear, definitely.
0: <laughs> While the snake was, was only a juvenile, Mr McKenzie said it could still give a nasty bite if scared or provoked. He added, they're just exploring, seeking food this time of year before it gets cold again. We found them in all sorts of places. Just recently, we had a snake become stuck inside the tubing of a screen door. Ooh. Red-bellied snakes are native to eastern Australia and are commonly found in forests, swamps, and some urban areas. They usually grow up to two metres long and eat mainly frogs, other reptiles, small mammals, and fish. And being the Metro, that's where it ends its article. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Whee>! <laughs> so all I can say to that one is... Stroth.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's good. <laughs> you have to teach Ralph Garman how to do a um, Australian accent because he can't do one at all. <laughs>
0: Other than saying Stroth, I'm not sure what else I would be able to say. I have to, I have to work on my Aussie. See if I can get it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, you know,
0: well, it's be- It's it's better than. Kevin Smith's weird version where he does like a Michael Caine impression. The size of a tangerine.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's very similar to Ralph's as well, to be fair.
0: (laughs) One is Cockney, one is Australian. Come on, people. (laughs) I mean, I appreciate that there is a similarity because Australia is all full of the the criminal progeny from the UK, but different countries now different countries.
1: <laughs> Only just though. Right so that's true. My update before we head off. So ambergris is mm. mostly recognized for the renowned and unique qualities it can contribute when used in the product of perfume and fragrance. Ah, much like musk. Nice. Yeah, so they did reference um they did reference perfume so that's probably what it is. It's collected at sea and on beaches and originates from a sperm well which we already know that um bu- 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 bu. it carries on to tell us about what we already know and um in- well i mean this is going back in time but ancient egyptians burnt ambergris as incense well in modern egypt Ambergris is used for scenting and flavouring uh, flavoring cigarettes in recent history. The tobacco industry was the largest consumer of ambergris and it is still used in high end pipe tobacco and natural cigarette tobaccos. Wow. Yeah. There's actually quite a lot here, to be honest.
0: I'm impressed. And now I understand why it's worth probably a lot. Well, not probably. Why it's worth a lot of money because clearly it's got a lot of. Properties that we pray wouldn't have thought of
1: Yeah, exactly So another little little snippet as well And then we'll uh, sort of move on from it as well But during the Black Death in Europe People believed that, that carrying a ball of ambergris Mixed with herbs and spices Called a pomander Pomander, that looks about right Could help prevent them from getting the plague This was because the fragrance covered the smell of the air Which it was believed was responsible for the outbreak. Hmm. There is a few more, but you know they're all pretty much the same. So there's not really anything else that's kind of standing out to me that's like really wow. But yeah, I'm glad I picked that story now. So we we now know what
0: ambergris is. Sweet. So if you want a quick fix, hang ill Wales.
1: <laughs> yeah, and that's not that's not the country.
0: <laughs> nope
1: Although I'm sure they're full of spam too.
0: (laughs) Yeah, very true.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Well, on that note then, James, I think we've been talking enough Codswallop this week. I have been Gemma.
0: I as ever have been James. I am slightly traumatised by sperm whale puke, but, you know, rock and roll.
1: Rock and roll, baby, yeah.